0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Maction here on the Bleep Sports Network. You can find our podcast on all available uh, podcast locations. Um, For the first time the entire season, oh, by the way, I am Mark Scafidi, former NIU Husky and Akron Zip, uh, alumni of Akron, not a player, just a player for NIU. Uh, For the first time all season, we have... A victory that we can be proud of. And it is an amazing victory that n- nobody probably watched because I believe it ended at 2 30 ish, 2 o'clock a.m. in Eastern Time in Michigan or anywhere in the East Time Zone. So everyone's probably seen the score. Um, but Eastern Michigan going into Arizona State and coming up with an unprecedented win. No MAC team had. Ever beat a Pac 12 team until Saturday. Uh, Eastern Michigan 30, Arizona State 21. So it's the biggest win of the season and probably will be the biggest win all season for the Mac. Um, I do not want to tarnish what Eastern Michigan did. But Arizona State, I joked with it Sunday with somebody after what happened to Nebraska last week. And this is before anything had happened Sunday, I said, yeah, it looks like Arizona State's players got their coach Herm Edwards fired on purpose because no Pac-12 team had ever lost to a MAC team. And you were thoroughly dominated. The Sun Devils were thoroughly dominated. Now I've lived in Phoenix. I know Phoenix is not a crazy sports town. It is not a college crazy sports town. It's not a pro crazy sports town. It's just a run of the mill average sports town. They don't care that much about sports. I mean, if they're winning, yeah, everybody loves a winner, no matter where you live. But people are not thoroughly upset if Arizona State in Phoenix are, if they lose, they don't really care. You know, if Arizona State's great, yeah, they'll go to the game. If not, they're not that interested. Just like a lot of casual places like Atlanta, LA, uh, Florida, the Florida cities, Miami, Tampa. If you're not winning, they're not going to show up and they're not interested. And Arizona state, the Herm Edwards scenario has been going on for a couple of years there. Cause I have lived there through it. He's been in scandals for the last three years. His coach assistant coaches have taken the blame for it. He somehow has escaped all blame, but it sure felt like the players finally had had enough of him. And through the game, I mean, I don't know if they did like on purpose, cause it takes a lot of effort to get, you know, a hundred guys to go into the game thinking, If we lose, he's probably out and we can move on to another coach. But based on what happened in Nebraska last week with getting Scott Frost fired, now that wasn't on purpose, but all of the stuff that had come out afterwards makes you think the assistant coaches went over his head to get to the athletic director at Nebraska, Trev Alberts, saying, we don't like what's going on here. We don't want to get fired too. But again, they're going to get fired at the end of the year um, because once a staff goes, the head coach goes, the staff normally goes. The players in this instance, I think, got their coach fired. They were sick and tired of Herm Edwards. Now, that is all probably going on in Tempe and and at ASU. But that doesn't take away what Eastern Michigan did. Samson Evans had never rushed for 100 yards in a game. Uh, He went for 257 on 35 carries. I mean, where did that come from? Not only did he get 100 yards, he got 257. it, it's amazing. The O-line dominated Arizona State. Like, it, it should have been the other way around. Arizona State's a Pac-12 team, soon to be Pac-10, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Eastern Michigan, they should have, you know, they just lost to Louisiana last week, badly, badly losing to Louisiana. But, you know, this came out of nowhere. Uh, Eastern Michigan completely dominated. They were up 10 nothing in the first. Uh, they dominated the second half. Um it's like Arizona State never had that run in them to say, yeah, we're going to come back. Now, Herm Edwards before he was fired stated they dominated us, they controlled us on both lines of the scrimmage, they enforced their will on us. And when an athletic director hears that, I'm pretty sure he's thinking our guys have quit. The head coach is saying this immediately after the game. I'm thinking ASU's players quit and you know they they just gave up, and if you want to make a statement, and to your athletic department, the school, like we're we don't want it, this guy anymore. Lose to a team you're supposed to beat badly. You're supposed to beat them badly and get dominated by them. But that does not take away at all what from Eastern Michigan did. It is the biggest win in the MAC this year. They had to even replace quarterbacks. They you know so it it was a tremendous win for Eastern Michigan. Um, no, no doubt about it. It's the only Mac thing we have all season and I'm not going to take any of the credit away from Eastern Michigan because they earned every bit of this victory. Uh, the Eagles are now two and one. Um, you know, that's amazing. You know, it's the biggest, we don't have any other wins in the Mac either. So this is kind of it. Um, Arizona state plays Utah next Saturday night. Um, probably going to get smacked around in that one. Um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. Honestly, I mean that's that's going to be ugly for them probably. Uh, Eastern Michigan hosts Buffalo, who's um, a week ago lost on a hail mary to an FCS team. So I'm thinking, you know, this is probably going to be Eastern Michigan going a little run here. Um, but amazing, unbelievable victory for this for the uh, for the Eagles over the Sun Devils. Nobody saw it coming. So I, I'm. Thoroughly and utterly impressed with what Eastern Michigan did. Everybody should be as well. Um, the Macs had a terrible season. There's, I can't, you know, I can't do anything say anything good about that. But Eastern Michigan kind of saved some respect with this victory. Uh, Austin Smith came in for the injured uh, Taylor Powell. He did his job. He won the game. So you know that's what matters. That is what matters. So congratulations, Eastern Michigan. Uh, nothing but positives about it for you. I don't care what Arizona State's deal was. You won the game, and that's all that matters. Arizona State quit. I don't care. At the end of the, you know, two years from now, it's not going to matter. It's not going to say a little asterisk on the the box score. Arizona State's players got their coach fired. It's going to say Eastern Michigan 30, Arizona State 21, all-time record. So, you know, great. This is going to be one of those monster victories for Eastern Michigan for years to come. This is a good win for Eastern Michigan. The rest of the MAC, uh, we'll, we'll go with the second best story of the MAC. Um, Bowling Green, uh, by far. Um, again, you know they they don't look like they're a very good team. Honestly, they don't look good. Yet somehow, they beat Marshall. <laughs> like Marshall season seven days ago, right now was as high as it could be. It just dominated Notre Dame. They thoroughly dominated the Irish in South Bend. I assume you would be able to carry some of that momentum into the following week against lowly Bowling Green. Now, Bowling Green has not been good. <laughs> They've been bad. Bad. Um, but, nope. Bowling Green, I, I watched the end of the game. Oh, no. Yeah, it was on NFL Network. Um, they go to overtime, and they beat Marshall. Beat Marshall. I, I Honestly, I was like, Marshall's probably going to come back and steal this one. Marshall's just a better football team. But nope. The football gods giveth to Marshall a week ago in dominating Notre Dame, biggest victory in Marshall history. And the very next week you put your right back down at the take it all away and put you right back at the bottom. And you lose the bowling green in overtime 34 uh, 31. Marshall was up 14. So I was thinking blowout. Marshall's gonna run away with this one. Nope, bowling green responds 21 points in the second quarter. It's like, whoa, you know, didn't see that one coming, did not see that one coming at all. But congratulations to Bowling Green, you got your first victory and you beat Marshall. So that's a heck of a turnaround from losing to Eastern Kentucky the week before, and now you just beat Marshall, who, you know, might maybe their season isn't going to be what they thought it would be. You know, a week after beating Notre Dame, you're thinking rankings, top 25, college football playoff uh no no, that just all went away in one game for the thundering herd but congratulations to bowling green um you deserve the victory you played well you beat marshall so again that's our second best game of the week and from here on out the news is all bad basically um there's no reason to go through some of these blowouts um, because they're really bad um Ohio State, 77, Toledo, 21. Game was over in the first quarter, 28-7. Ohio State is phenomenal at college football. Toledo is good at college football. It showed up on the field. Every single Ohio State player seemed to be better than the Toledo player. So when you have 11 on 11, your 11 guys are a lot better than their 11 guys. It ends up being 77-21. Congrats to Toledo. You played hard. I mean, they played a heck of a game, but you're outmatched. So that was not competitive whatsoever. Uh, what was worse, Tennessee hosting Akron. Uh, that's 63-6. This game was over uh, also in the first quarter. Um, I mean, I saw this coming. Everybody saw it coming. It was like a 50-point f- spread, I think. I mean, it, you know, and they actually beat that. So, it's amazing. You A 50-point spread-ish, and you actually covered it. Uh, Tennessee just throttled them. Akron does not look good. They have not looked good in any game this season. Um, they play Liberty next week. I don't know if Akron can win that one. I mean, they've scored six points in two weeks. Take out the St. Francis game, they scored six points this season. and um, They look bad against St. Francis, so I don't know what's in store for them. Uh, Pittsburgh, 34-13 over Western Michigan. I thought this was the second best chance of a victory for the Mac last week. Uh, Pittsburgh is not amazing, but I thought the, the other games were going to be completely lopsided, and they, they were. So Western Michigan didn't get it done. They fall to 1-2. They get blown out by Pittsburgh. Uh, Cincinnati against Miami, Ohio. Miami, Ohio was winning this game. A little surprising in the first half. And Cincinnati is a little bit better of a team. And they ended up winning by 20 points. So 21 points. Um, A blowout, it turns into a blowout. So the MAC has had nothing but blowouts for the most part against FBS teams this year. FBS teams. Uh, kent state gets their first victory of the season and the goodwill is not going to last long 63 10 long islands now zero and two against the mac this year they've already lost toledo they get crushed here by kent state but bad news for toledo, or for kent state the golden flashes are probably going to get the same treatment next week when they go to athens georgia and play the bulldogs who just destroyed south carolina an sec team destroyed them i don't know what's in store for kent state next week but it's yeah, not going to be good um buffalo coastal carolina buffalo falls to zero three this one i you know i thought this was a buffalo win i mean buffalo you know had a chance the whole game it was competitive until the fourth quarter coastal carolina scored 21 buffalo coming off that horrendous holy cross loss on the last play of the game they're oh and three and that's not good so they're, the, getting to a bowl game for the Bulls is is going to be a stretch at this point because um, they've lost the teams that really, you know, they can beat. They should have beaten some of these teams. Uh, Central Michigan, Bucknell. Central Michigan, 41, Bucknell, 0. It's an FCS team. Don't cut, really want to cover that. That's, those games don't matter much because you're expected to win. Ohio trying to go into Iowa State to get some respect for the Mac. Gets destroyed, 43-10, another wipeout. So... You know, the Mac's just getting destroyed on the games that really matter. Uh, Ball State, 31. Murray State, 0. FCS, don't want to really talk about that because it's not that important. It's Those are games that you have to win. And the final game of last week, the best Mac game in some senses um, was uh, NIU Vanderbilt. Now, granted, Eastern, Eastern Michigan won, so that is by far the number one uh, game. But that was on so late, I don't know how many people actually got to watch that. Vanderbilt, NIU was in the afternoon on CBS Sports Network, so plenty of people could have seen it. Um, NIU dominated the first half. I mean, dominated a first half of football. Um, They jumped out in the third quarter to another touchdown. So it looked like they were rolling to an SEC home victory. And the entire momentum of the game, Changed on a fourth and short. Um, NIU decided to go for it on fourth and short and didn't get it. Like we just saw the same thing a week earlier against Tulsa. Went for it on fourth and one. That was the game that that was the game play, the play of the game. When when you, when you went for it against Tulsa, didn't get it, Tulsa came down and scored and won the game. Same scenario here, except NIU was winning by I think 14, maybe 10 at the time. So it was like, well, it's not the end of the world, but that play spiraled out of control for NIU after they didn't get it on fourth. You know, Vanderbilt immediately scores again, like right away, almost, you know, a couple plays later game, you know, the third quarter just buzzsawed NIU. They just, after that one missed fourth and short, uh, Vanderbilt just went on a roll and, it, it just snowballed out of control really quickly. And, and Vanderbilt ends up winning 38 28. And they only scored three points in the fourth quarter. Um, NIU just, you know, they fell apart in the second half after that missed fourth and short. That was the game changing play of the game. Um, you know, you didn't need to do that. You could punt. <laughs> Vanderbilt wasn't moving the ball very well. So to do this, you give Vanderbilt a 40 yard field, 50 yard field. They immediately score. And that just gets the ball rolling, and Vanderbilt took off after that. A very bad um, – uh, well, Vanderbilt was led by A.J. Swan, a, quarter, a freshman quarterback, and he played pretty well. Uh, he had 255 yards. Rocky Lombardi uh, got hurt for NIU, and that also didn't – and they were winning, so all they really had to do was kind of you know manage the game at that point, and they couldn't because the momentum had swung so far on the Vanderbilt side. Um, they just blew out the third, blew off the doors in the third quarter. So it was a 21, well, 30, 24 to nothing run to end the game for Vanderbilt. This was a game and you should have won. There's no, no question. They should have won the Tulsa game the week before. They should have won the Vanderbilt game this week. They should be three and zero, but instead they're one and two. And then they're in big trouble because Rocky Lombardi got hurt. And the, freshman quarterback that came in did not look like he's good enough to beat Kentucky next week. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be hard. Um, that's week three. So the Mac has one victory of stature for the week. And that's really the whole season. They only have one victory that you would really, I mean, I guess we'll brag about, you know, Bowling Green beating Marshall, but we'll see how that'll have to see how Marshall season plays out. Um, Nobody really knows at this point what Marshall's going to end up looking like. Next week, it's going to be rough. The Mac's going to have a tough week. They've had a tough season so far other than Eastern Michigan. Um, man, it's it's going to start off 11 a.m. Big Ten Network. Central Michigan at Penn State. Penn State just beat Auburn. I expect the Chippewas to get destroyed here. Uh, Penn State just manhandled Auburn down in in at Auburn. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a 26-point spread. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, we've seen all season long the Maxmen just getting beaten up pretty bad against these teams. I expect that to be a, a blowout. Uh, Kent State, 11 a.m. or noon, noon Eastern at Georgia. This is the worst game of the week. This is a 45-point spread. Georgia can win by 80 if they want. I don't know what the score will end up being, but Georgia, Kent State might not score. Maybe they score seven, maybe they score 10, who knows? But Georgia can score 50 in the first half. If they want to keep going in the second half with the backups, it can be 80 to 90 to nothing the way they've played. Georgia looks unbeatable right now. Bowling Green also in the SEC on SEC Network at Mississippi State, who just lost to LSU. That was a close game. It's a 30 point spread. I expect a huge win here for Mississippi State. Bowling Green, you're coming off a great win against Marshall. It's not going to translate to beating the Bulldogs in Starkville. You're going to hear the cowbell ringing, and it's going to be ugly. Another massive blowout predicted in this one. The 30-point spread, yeah, it's probably going to be somewhere in that range. Uh, CBS Sports Network, noon kickoff again. This one's Buffalo at Eastern Michigan. Buffalo, six-point underdogs. Eastern Michigan coming off the biggest win maybe ever. I mean, I don't know if it's ever, but the biggest win of the season by far. First time they've ever beaten a Pac-12 team. Can't have the letdown. Eastern Michigan cannot have the letdown in this game. Uh, they are good enough to go to three and one and basically be, a you know, almost halfway to bowl eligibility. Buffalo in danger of going to 0 and four. If Eastern Michigan can avoid the letdown of, well, like, oh, we just beat uh, Arizona State, we're playing Buffalo now. If they don't do that, Eastern Michigan's going to win this game. Um, Buffalo, your season's on the line here. I mean, it's week four. You're teetering on elimination already in week four. It, that's not great. So I don't know who's going to win that one, but it all depends on Eastern Michigan's mindset coming off the biggest victory they've had maybe ever. Fordham at Ohio. FCS team, ESPN Plus. Ohio should win. Great. Uh, Toledo at San Diego State, who's one and two. They have a brand new stadium down in San Diego. It's just been open for a couple games now. Toledo getting rocked by Ohio State is not relevant to the rest of the season. Nobody they play is going to be as good as um, Ohio State. Problem is, we don't know what Toledo is because they beat awful teams before that. So San Diego State's a team that's even to them. So I don't know who's going to win this one. It's an afternoon game. It's on FS1, so really easy to watch for the country. Toledo's favored by a point and a half. Toledo might win this game. I don't know. This will be a great test to see where Toledo is on the season. Because San Diego State is just as good as Toledo and Toledo is as good as San Diego State. So this is a great game to watch because they should be matched up pretty well. Akron at Liberty, 5 p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern. Liberty's 2-1-1. Akron has looked awful in three weeks of football. They have looked terrible against everybody they played. They barely scored against the two Power Fives and they all should have lost to St. Francis, the FCS school. Liberty coming off a loss. I think oh, I think they lost to Virginia or some, somebody. I I saw the score. They lost last weekend. Liberty's favored by 28 and a half. That seems pretty pretty high, but also pretty possible. I have no idea what Akron's going to put up on offense. We have no idea. We know they looked terrible like the worst team in the country the last 2 weeks. I don't know if Liberty's going to be able to score 50 on them maybe we'll see i don't know that's espn plus ball state georgia southern ball states one and two georgia southern uh yeah we know who they are um team that beat nebraska (laughs) right yeah so this one i don't know i mean georgia southern favored by almost 10 this is espn plus it's a night game down in georgia it's gonna still be humid and warm because it's still warm everywhere um I don't know. Paul State. I guess well, this is this could be a really good game. I don't know. Um, could be a great game. Could Georgia Southern could dominate like they you know they've dominated Nebraska, but then they went out and lost last week. So I have no idea what to expect from Georgia Southern. Miami of Ohio at Northwestern. Northwestern sucks. I mean they're bad. They just lost to Southern Illinois. They beat Nebraska, who sucks. <laughs> so I don't know what Northwestern is going to show up with. It's a six and a half point favorite for Northwestern. This one's in Evanston, Big Ten Network Saturday night game, Miami of Ohio. I don't know. I don't know what to, I really don't know what to what to expect out of them. This is a toss up too. I mean, Miami could just come out the Blazers, or you know they could um, maybe not. I have no idea. It's really hard to predict that one because Northwestern's not a good team. They are really bad this year. Um, Western Michigan at San Jose State. This is a winnable game. San Jose State's a six-point favorite. This one's out in San Jose at Spartan Stadium. Um, Weather should be fine. Western Michigan didn't play great against Pittsburgh. So we'll see. Uh, This is a winnable game. So there are winnable games. These are group of five winnable games. The other one um, I didn't mention yet is NIU with a backup quarterback, most likely, at Kentucky, who's ranked ninth in the country. This one has all the makings of a blowout, um, a bad blowout. I NIU's giving up 34 points a game uh, to everybody. I mean, they're averaging 34. So they've given up 38 the last two weeks uh, to Tulsa and then to uh, Vanderbilt. So, I mean... I don't know. I mean, this this could be a 40-point loss. could be a 50-point loss. The way NA's defense has given up points, nobody knows. Um, but I don't expect a victory there. And honestly, I don't expect any of these Power 5 teams to lose. Um, the possibilities of victories are against the other group of five. Just being honest. Um, if some of these games turn into a upset, like Eastern Michigan got, great. But I don't see that going into the week. I don't see any of those power fives losing at this point. We know Georgia's not losing. And I don't think Kentucky's losing. And I don't think Penn State's losing. So, you know, we're playing some, you know, some teams that can win here. Um Let's just, you know, let's just hope and pray that we get one of these games back in our, you know, in our favor. Because right now we have one good win for the season. Non conference play for the most part will be over after this week. And we have nothing to show for it other than Eastern Michigan over um, Arizona State I got, I've got to give Bowling Green credit they beat Marshall too so let's give them credit um, I am Mark scafiti this is Maction come back for a, another episode next week and uh, I hopefully will have good news to talk about I mean if, if you know any of these teams win, you're going to get five six minutes of your game just like Eastern Michigan got today we want to talk about wins not losses I don't want to talk about FCS losses because they aren't important nobody cares nobody even wants to see those games on TV for the most part We want big-time wins, and Eastern Michigan got it. So all props to the Eagles. Uh, This is Maction. I am Mark. Come back next week for more on the Mac. Um, Tune in to Believe for all your sports podcast needs, and I will see everybody next week right here, hopefully with good news to talk about and break down some of the good games. And I know we're going to get blown out. I can't deny that. We're going to get blown out. Some Some of these games next week are, are going to be blowouts. So just got to get past it, suck it up, and move on to the next week. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and enjoy the Mac games. There's plenty of games on national TV this week, so that makes it really easy to find, too. Um, uh, I love college football. know, yeah. love pro football, too. There's more games on tonight, doubleheader tonight in the NFL. So. Have a great, great week, everybody. I'm Mark Scafidi, and I will see you next week right here on Believe with Maxin. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.